20 pounds of nonsense crammed into a 10-pound bag. Jamie? Yes. Let's go watch the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the 8th dimension. Oh, it's a mouthful. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies, your favorite '80s movie podcast. Mm-hmm. Your fave. I am one of your two hosts. My name is Doug McCambridge, and with me is Jamie Lorello. Hello. It's our anniversary. It is. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. And I still remember when I called you. It was over a year ago because, of it course, was. it was way before we started. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, "Hey." Do you want to do a podcast? And I did not expect an answer. <laughs> you did not need to answer me then. I was ready no. to say, you know, take some time. Think about this. No, you just went, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was a done deal. It was. It was a done deal. I didn't need to think about it. I mean, it just made sense. Have a conversation that we're going to record. It was figuring out what to do it. And I got to tell you, I couldn't be more pleased. These movies have changed my – well, they've changed the past year of my life. That's for damn sure. Well, if you remember, you're the one that made this decision, the 80s movies. And, I mean – And on our first episode, I think I said something like, I'm not I'm not crazy about 80s. <laughs> yeah, you don't like 80s. <laughs> and I think you said, well, the 80s can be aggressive. <laughs> and I think we've seen examples of that 80s aggression – Throughout this past year. Yeah, yeah. We felt some blows. Be it hairstyles, clothing choices. Right, shoulder pads. Music. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of that is going on in the movie that we're covering today. <laughs> oh. But let's not so get into true. that yet. Let's let's okay. wait on that. Let's rein it in. Let's rein it in. I was going to go through and be like, oh, there are people we should thank from the past year. But there are a lot of people. So... You know what? We thank you we all. We do. Every, you know, I really do appreciate. I mean, we wouldn't still be doing this if people weren't still listening, right? I, I, I mean, probably would. I would probably <laughs> still do it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really great that people are listening, and we're really thankful and appreciative It is, that. yes. Thank you to yeah. everyone who is listening, subscribes, leaves us reviews, yeah. little stars. It's it's awesome. It's terrible. interacts with us. Oh, that does um, remind me of something. We have a uh, an email oh. that I never check. Oh. <laughs> and I went in like yesterday, and there were like ten emails from like what? five months ago. So oh. I apologize to everyone who sent an email <laughs> and got no response. But go to <clears throat> Facebook. Go to Twitter. That yes. Leave your comments there. Message us there. Yeah. I'll get back to you. Yeah. We're, we're not emailers. I have a lot of we're emails. We're not good at emails. I have like two work emails. A Bed, personal, Bath, and Beyond. BedBathandBeyond.com. <laughs> I guess that's a website I'm for Bed, Bath, and Beyond. You're getting emails from them is what I was saying. But you can also run their website. I don't know. Maybe that's the other side job you have. <laughs> 
Like Bed Bath and Beyond but, um, search engine, I guess. <laughs> just buy an email through them. As though you pay for email. All right. I know how the internet works, everybody. <laughs> Are we ready? Do you have any more announcements? Because I got to Go ahead. I'm ready. I thought it would be fun for us to go through uh, a list oh. of perhaps the three best movies that we've covered and the I three see. worst. Now, this does not mean that they are the best and worst episodes that we've done. Okay. Right. No, okay. I, I think some These of the just... some of the best episodes are the ones for the worst movies. At least yes. the ones that I put yes. down. Yeah. So do you So you picked the best what did you pick here? The best movies and the worst movies yes. or the most Okay. And then I added another little category in there. I also my favorite ones to record. You can do your own categories. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so wait a second. So do you want to? Should we talk about the best movies or the worst movies first? We should talk about the. Let's worst do worst. First. All right. Do you want to go first for worst or first? No, for best? you go. All right. I'll you go, first go first for worst. You, you go, go first for best. Fair enough. Number three, the number three worst movie I think this podcast has shown me. Is Babes in Toyland. Oh. It was so bad. It was so bad. And it could have been so crazy and actually good. But yeah. there was so much of it was just boring nonsense. It was. It and was when you I know that you it. liked it as a kid. It didn't hold up. And I had never seen it before. And I never want to see it again. <laughs> even with even with all that Keanu dancing and singing and there wasn't enough about. <laughs> so what is your number three? Oh, here's the thing i only listed two for my worst <laughs> but i do have my number two i'll give you um i know this is gonna be like a people are gonna hate me for saying this but tron i did not like tron that's my number is one your worst? number one yes. <laughs> yeah i terrible. did not like tron I couldn't even – it was the one that I couldn't even like – I dreaded watching. I couldn't stay awake for. I didn't understand any of it. Not a jam. Not a jam at all. In a jam for having watched it. I think there was a point in our conversation where you just made up something that you <laughs> thought happened. And then you said, I think I dreamed that. So, <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know really still what that movie was about. And I know people are big fans and they redid it, but – it certainly wasn't about speeding bikes of light, which I thought the entire movie was about. I was so angry by that movie, or about that movie. Well, so there's your number one. What's your number two, then? My number two is Hell Night. Oh, me too. That was my number one, yeah. was Hell Night. Yeah. I, I assumed our top two would be Tron and Hell Night, just because yeah. they were yeah. so bad. And that movie made me so mad. But I, I don't think it got number one, because... Your little tidbit about the gorked out monsters that <laughs> nobody knew who they were, what their names were, that they were just some random German people. Yeah, yeah. That was enough to solidify it. And when the guy crawled out the window at a police station in his heart box. Oh, shorts, yeah. That was pretty good, too. I guess it did have its moments in Hell Night. Those are the worst. Okay. I, those were the worst. I think. But I did like those episodes. I really did like our Hell Night episode. I, it was fun. No, I, I, it was a fun episode. I agree. Both those episodes were ended up, like you said, bad movies end up being fun episodes. Why don't you give me your... All right, I do have top three. I do you have do three have top this. three for three best. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's your number Can three? I, 
if I tell you my number three, it's gonna it's gonna give away a lot, but I'll do it anyway. Listen, I, I'm sure that we may have some crossover here, and if we do, I'll tell you. So <clears> go <throat> ahead. My number three was this movie, this Buckaroo <laughs> Banzai movie. <laughs> don't know why and maybe it's because it's so fresh in my head but i am in love with this movie i want to watch it again i want to understand it better this may be the greatest thing i've ever heard i'm not i'm not sure i i really really enjoyed this movie wow yeah yeah whoa and i don't know really why i don't know really why because it confused me and i'm really not sure what happened Um, i read i read a great (laughs) review and the reviewer said if you're not confused after a half hour, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> Very true. Very true. I think it's the combo of Lithgow and Goldblum that get me in this, wow. but I'm not sure. I'm this not is sure. Your number three. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited about this now. I'm, I really want to talk to you about this movie. It's a good thing we're doing this. <laughs> it works out, doesn't it? What is your number three? Well, I, I decided to do um, three movies that I really like that I either hadn't seen before or kind of didn't remember. Like I could okay. have gone with RoboCop for one of these, but oh. I already knew I liked it. I picked it. It was, so, yeah, yeah. So number three for me mm-hmm. is a little movie oh, gosh. called A Smoky Mountain. I Christmas. knew! I knew you were gonna <laughs> What is, is it the Dolly Parton? Is it the telltale the cute story of Oh, it's everything. I would watch it again. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it again. It's your new Christmas time fave. It's did you like seeing Dan Hedaya again in Buckaroo Bonsai? Because I was like, oh, Smoky Mountain Christmas. All right. Yeah, so that's my number three. That was fun. That was – it was a movie I'd heard about forever but never seen. And it's so goofy need- and it's so crazy. And by the time – what's his name uh, from Three's Company? Oh, Ritter, John, John yeah. Ritter. Mm-hmm. By the time John Ritter showed up at the end, I <laughs> you were like, this is just away. icing on a cake. It's like, this could go on for an hour longer, <laughs> and I would watch it. All right, go ahead. What is your number two? All right, my number two um, was was Space Camp. I really, I wow. never saw it before. I really enjoyed it very much. I, I liked it. It was, I, okay. I it's a movie that I would have wanted to see like when I was growing up in the eighties. And if I did, I didn't remember seeing it. So and you had said that when yeah. we watched it mm-hmm. and, and maybe you felt like you missed out. So. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Somber moment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> just reflected back upon that. All right. Uh, my number, your number two, two? Mm-hmm. is a movie that I think I was a little hard on only because it was the yeah. first movie we saw. And it was Little Darlings, which I thought was great. Oh, yeah. I thought about Little Darlings, too. Uh, Little Darlings was up there for me, too, because I, yes, there was sort of a nostalgia about it being our first and Mm -hmm. um, their first as well. Um, That's right. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, I enjoyed that movie. It was a nice little coming-of-age tale. I agree. And since then, I had seen it, or I've seen it on Turner Classic Movies, and I sat and I watched it, and I went, wow, this is oh, a really? lot better than I thought it was the first time Because that was around. a hard so, one to yeah. find. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. They must have found a print somewhere. I oh. assume we could expect a Blu-ray in no time. I bet it was our <laughs> review on our podcast that ignited <laughs> that. They were like, we should re-release this. People are talking about it on podcasts. Yeah, we should find out who has it. 
and yep. we can come in. We'll do a commentary for the Blu-ray. I'm more I than think, happy to sit down and talk I about I think Matt it would Damon. be pretty no. stellar. What's his name? Matt Dillon. No, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. <laughs> you can talk about Matt Damon, too. He would have been fabulous. as a very young um, camper. All right. So what... Uh, My number one is Labyrinth. I didn't see Me that too. Movie. Yeah. Me too. Me <laughs> too. I also love that episode because Jocelyn was on it. So it was a really mm-hmm. sweet episode. Mm-hmm. And the movie was just... Again, I should have watched it as a kid. It would have changed my – or enhanced, I guess, my – Oh, I just – I really like the fact that watching it now made me realize that Jennifer Connelly's character is deranged, like just mentally unstable, which is something – She was a little – Yeah. 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 Um, and R.I.P. Bowie, so. I know. I know. There's that. There's that. I couldn't, I couldn't pick Purple Rain, though. I – okay, so my – no, I couldn't either. <laughs> Even though we all love Prince and his music, we got to, you know. Um, I will say, so I also thought about my favorite ones to record, even though you're right. It does kind of all blend together. But there were some that, like, was just, like, fun times in the attic. That's where you record in your basement, right? I record in, like, Mm -hmm. my little upstairs space. Um, So one of my favorites to record, sadly, was never heard by the public. But our our original Purple Rain episode... (laughs) Was, we were on Yeah, fire, it was it was folks. incredible people. It was incredible. <laughs> Just so you know, it'll never be heard by another human ear again, but um No, I was going to say I know we were very happy with the way it turned out the second time oh, around. Oh yeah. Yeah. But we could not recapture that magic. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> and it was it was just a fun night then. It was like one of those like oh, uh-huh, we did uh-huh. yeah. Um, then Tide, I would say Tide is obviously I love hanging, chatting, I guess, with Pat. I and thought you were going to say hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> obviously. Obviously, I love hanging like, with Mr. That's Cooper. a different podcast that you do. <laughs> the hanging with Cooper cast. No, I liked the very Brady because it was so. That was like a fun, just that was just fun to do, and our Rocky Four episode was really fun to me, mostly because I'm so glad you said that because I really did enjoy. I think if there was one, I Hell Night, to be honest, may be one of the most. Oh fun yeah, recordings. it was pretty fun. Yeah, but yeah. you're right, Rocky Four was really great. You so. hate Polly. Yeah, I. And just to watch that again, that was crazy. All right. (laughs) All right. So there you have it. There's a little recap of our our favorite highlights and lowlights, I guess, of the past year. And now we start fresh. Or maybe I shouldn't have listed (laughs) Buckaroo as my favorite because maybe it should start as this year. You know what? I counted it as part of the first year. Oh, you did? And you didn't put it on your top three? I did not put it on my top three. (laughs) I can't. I, okay, let's go because you're in charge of this, and I'm so glad. All right, I, I do I do get the honor of walking us through this dimension, but I will tell you that, and I did just watch it last night, but I still we're going to go lightly. Okay, we're gonna, we're going to tiptoe right. through it. Um, okay, <clears throat> the adventures. First of all, the name. Which oh, I don't, this I, so long. The adventures of Buckeye. Buckaroo Bonsai and the eighth dimension across the eighth across dimension. the eighth mm-hmm. dimension. Mm-hmm. Right, he's only in the eighth dimension for twenty seconds when he goes through the he rocks. Did. Right. Okay. I thought when you told the story Wait a earlier, second. hold on. 
Right. Do you understand this movie that you love so much? Because I don't, and I already think I understand it better than you. I don't. That might be why I love it so much. <laughs> what I did take from it were, like like I said, Jeff Goldblum in a cowboy outfit, John Lithgow, <laughs> John Lithgow doing a... Very funny Italian accent that I thought was German for half the movie till they called him Italian. And um, Rastafarian aliens. That's what I got from this. Well, that's not all I got, but that's a couple of the highlights for me. And there you have it. That's my... That's you know. it. The end. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. <laughs> We'll see you in two weeks with Buckaroo Bonds. Like, what's what was the other movie? Supposed there was to be a called? sequel. There was oh. a sequel. I didn't write it down, but at the end there was a sequel. Oh man, I thought I typed out the whole name. I did <clears> not. <throat> mm, what a bummer. I did type out Buckaroo Bonsai against the World Crime League, <laughs> which sounds amazing and was never made. Apparently, which is a total bummer. Uh, it's baffling. <laughs> I don't know why you don't embrace it. I'm not saying I can't embrace it or didn't embrace it. I'm just amazed that you embraced it wholeheartedly. As I as I watched this, I was like, this is as confusing as Tron. I do not think Jamie is going to be into this at all. It was entertaining confusing. I can't It was it was like watching Almost like watching like an, an improv show take place, like because <laughs> it was like they were just like, okay, here's a take these random like bubble tape glasses and pretend you're doing something with them. Great. Oh, okay, let's. Uh, I don't know. It was. I love. I yeah. I love the uh, randomness of it. I'm so happy for you. Well, let's get into it, so okay. maybe people can share. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> Or maybe as we talk about it, I'll discover that I really didn't. Again, it's very fresh in my head. I watched it yesterday. So. You know, I, I do have to tell you, I listened to this other podcast where these guys go through, um, like, things that are new on DVD, Blu-ray, everything like that. Uh-huh. I think in, hmm, I don't know if it's the summer or the fall, this is going to be on Blu-ray with, like, a ton of interviews. Oh. And- all sorts of extras, and I assume eight hours of cut footage because <laughs> I assume that was on the cutting room floor. But I think I know what I'm going to get you for Christmas. <laughs> oh, I would be so happy. Well, so we get we get in the when it starts out, we sort of get a scroll through of the story of Buckeye Bonzu. Right? Stop saying Buckaroo Bonsai. What am I called? It's Buckaroo, and then think of a bonsai tree. Just call him Buckaroo or right. Buck. I'll or call Peter him Buckaroo Weller, or Robocop. Whatever what do, you want to so, call. What do they call him in here? Bonsai. What do they call him more? I forget. I have no idea. Would they refer to him? But what do they call him? Buckaroo, I guess. I guess. Wow, we are already confused <laughs> by the main character's name. We do know that he is a neurosurgeon, right? <laughs> I guess. Well, they say that. That's stated right. in print. There are so many great lines in this because, I guess, is he helping Goldblum with a surgery, right? 
They've done a surgery together, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. But Goldblum, I guess, isn't as great as Bucker. Well, nobody's as great as him at anything. Right, right. But at one point, very early on, because that's when this is taking place, Goldblum goes to do something. We don't see the operation. And Buckaroo goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't touch that. You never know what it might be connected to. <laughs> so I'm like, wait. He's not a good surgeon. He doesn't know what things are connected to. I know. I know. <laughs> I like how he's taking pictures during this, too. With a gigantic camera, but is he's in, like, a space suit almost. <laughs> That's the other thing. The crazy outfits that they wear. I guess it's because they're from, like, what? So where? What's the, the 80s, you mean? No. <laughs> they're from the 80s? No, but, like. Well, you got to admit, they had, like, then they all wore Sally Jesse glasses for a little bit, and they all wore the, right? They, they're, yep. they're, it was literally like someone opened up, like, a a costume closet, and they were like, all right, figure out what you're going to wear to set today. Like, why was, why, when we meet Jeff Goldblum, is he standing outside of the jail, the, right? He's outside of the, the jail, um, mm-hmm. the police station. Where the girl, uh, uh, oh, what was her uh, name? A Penny Perfect? No, Penny Pretty. Penny, Penny Pretty. Pretty. Yes. Yeah, the names. The names. Sorry, it's Tommy Perfect. Tommy Penny Perfect. Pretty. Tommy Perfect. Yeah, who looked like James Franco. What actor is that? <laughs> I don't know, but he wore the best outfits in this movie. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> well, he was perfect. All right, so he was awake. We got to back up because we're jumping all around. Right, yes. I so, have a feeling that this that's what this is going to be right, because right. I don't know what the story is. Well, I have ahead. to somehow relate back to my notes because that's how confused, confusing it can be. Nope, so, yeah. That's okay. Go ahead. What they do lay out for us is that he is a neurosurgeon. He is roaming the planet, right, um, with his scientist pals uh, called the sure. Hong Kong Cavaliers, right? They're a band, too, the Hong Kong Cavaliers, mm-hmm. right? They have a tour bus. And they play a lot of horned instruments when they do play. It's a lot of, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's basically just horned instruments and guitars. And no, no. There's a drummer. Yeah. There's oh, a drummer. Yeah. yeah. It's. Yeah. Well, that was big in the 80s. Think of uh, Huey Lewis, right? He had like a horn section, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. All right. Um, a bonsai drives a jet car and uh Aliens are all over his ass, basically, right? Right. Um, we know that. I guess we find out that he is the best at everything. Yeah, he can do everything well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Right. He's doing a desert speed test. Yeah, yeah. For some reason. There's, uh, there. The, who's the, like, the, go ahead. Okay, no, I I feel like we just need to talk about who Bakaru Banzai is. <laughs> yeah, but like, who is he? That's just the like, thing. Is he is he like a James Bond type character? Because at one point, Jeff Goldblum's like, I love you guys. I, I have all your comic books. They oh, find yeah. a Bakaru Banzai comic book. Yeah, that's right. He's a neurosurgeon. He's doing speed tests. He's... In a rock band, he talks directly to the president of the United States on the phone. Yeah, I love that because the president's getting like is having back issues and is in this weird like contraption for his back. And he's from a different time, or he's traveled through time. Obviously, he's he's a bad man, pajama. 
basically. I mean, I don't know if if he. But has he traveled <clears throat> through time before he went through that mountain, or is that the first time? Well, what about because uh, he he mentions how the remember the the he was dating or married to the twin sister of Penny. Mm-hmm. But was that at another time? Because she references Audience, you didn't two. see that, but I just rolled my eyes <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> I love it when we're introduced to Penny, too. She's so sad, and she's... It's all so fucking random. This whole movie is so random, and I, that is why I love it. I don't even know if <clears throat> we can treat this like we do our normal <laughs> movies. Well, <clears throat> maybe we should just list the lines that we like best. I don't know. <laughs> I also love how much nonsense is just spewed by characters. Oh, yeah. His his speed car is like a pickup truck mm. with rocket boosters mm-hmm. on the back. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I wrote this down. He goes, electronuclear combustion seems intact. <laughs> no, carburation. Electronuclear carburation. That's not real. That can't be real. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. It seems like it's like an, an improv like like show where they're just like, make right. it a go and run with it. You are a scientist. No, 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 you're a comic book hero. No, 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 you're in a band. No, you're married to this woman. No, it was her twin sister, and now she's dead. Go with that. And they do. It almost (laughs) seems like a movie that was filmed over the course of 10 years, but they would just get back together every two and kind of forget what was happening (laughs) and just have to work with the sets Pick up where they they think they knew, yeah, where they think they left off. They're like, um, all right, so, yes, uh, Lithgow is still crazy, and he's not German anymore. He's Italian. Because when we first (laughs) met him, I thought he was German. I swore he was German. (laughs) Right? And then later I went, wait, is he Italian or Russian? Because he wasn't German anymore. No, but when he was in, when we meet him, he is, when we meet Lithgow, oh my God. Now, first of all, is it Lithgow or Lithgow? It's Lithgow, right? I call him Lithgow and he's fine with it. He prefers it. It's a joke between he and I. But I really did. I I enjoyed John Lithgow. He Mm -hmm. is just, he's just like, listen, I know what this role, I know what this movie is. He, I know yeah. what this role is. I am just going to go balls to the wall, bonkers, chew scenery every time I'm on. <laughs> he knew what this was all about. And Jeff Goldblum was so much fun because I, I felt like he was the stand-in for the audience where he never quite understood what was happening. But that's Goldblum's stellar. Like, that's right. how he performs. He's just like... I'm, I don't know. He was a joy to see. I agree. But I enjoyed that because I was like, everybody else in this movie seems to understand what's happening. But Goldblum would be like, why is that watermelon? (laughs) (laughs) That is literally a line in the movie because there really is a random watermelon, like holding up a bookshelf or something. It's just like in the middle of like, and nobody, nobody else would really even, and he walks right by and he goes, it's, that's. Why is there a watermelon there? And the other guy goes. I'll explain later. As though <laughs> that must be very important. <laughs> this movie is crazy. Oh my gosh. I am so. <laughs> we haven't even said that our audience picked this movie for us. Oh, to they talk did? About. That's right. That's right. And I didn't understand why until about halfway through, and I went, oh. They just want to listen to us try and understand this movie. No, they wanted us to have a dang good time. And I did, audience members that chose this. I had a great time with it. I, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> All right. So we, I don't really think even Bonsai knows how much he's capable of doing, right? He does a lot. He's a man of mystery and power. Wears and many hats. Yes. And, um, but you're have, right. He is, I'm sorry. I don't mean to try no, and get us fine. back on track. <laughs> we should be. But you're right. He does a speed test thing, goes through a mountain. Yes. He goes through, like, yeah, a rock wall, basically. Enters the eighth dimension, uh, comes out, and then they... There's gunk on a, his car when he comes right. out. Right. There's mm-hmm. goo and, and gunk and a little thing like is spider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they go and they they play a gig in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then it's time. Yeah, exactly. For the I love how Jersey plays such a part in this movie too. Jersey is so important to this movie. <laughs> um, so we're well, it doesn't look like anything was shot in New Jersey no, at all. No, but it's very. It's the only like actually setting that they talk about is it being New Jersey and and even the well, I guess. Are they? I guess it's set in New Jersey, right? Is it? I don't know. When they're not in the eighth dimension, they're in Jersey. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. He's in the desert driving that car. <laughs> okay, I guess like, and I swear there's palm trees in other shots. So oh, I don't yeah, think they're in New right. Jersey. But Jersey is, is a key. Uh, well, okay. They say they're in Jersey. Well, uh, all right. <laughs> That's why you gotta love it. All right, we meet Lithgow now, or Lithgow, Lithgow. Right, right, yes. What's his character's name? I should I know. Don't know. I have no idea. He's a doctor of some sort. I, I don't know, Doctor <laughs> Jib Jab Nonsense Face. I don't know. No, he's like Doctor Like Lis, like um, Italian. No, <laughs> some Italian name. I was gonna say like Luciano or something, but it's not that. But you he, so he's that. he's watching. Is he in a mental hospital? Because he looks like he's in an abandoned building. No, he's completely in a mental hospital. And he's um, watching footage, right? Or is this when he licks himself, eats the, yeah, he eats the lollipop and licks himself and kind of gives himself a shock, his own electric shock memory. Yes. So um, that we as an audience, like this is how we're introduced to a flashback (laughs) is he has to electroshock himself into having prior memories it's amazing and he goes for it full toot boogie but before that he's listening to a tv uh i was gonna say tv podcast oh my god a tv uh (laughs) newscast about uh about this bonsai experiment and driving through Right. right he knows about this and then he's got his own flashback where he did try to do this study before with the sweaty Asian man who we've met earlier, who's also another scientist who now works with Bonsai, right? right? Or Buckaroo. But I like how Buckaroo had to go like 800 miles an hour to cross into the eighth dimension. And Lithgow had to go, what, 25? Yeah. <laughs> this little thing and flies halfway through a wall. Yeah, his his mission was so sad. And he sees aliens and they just like rub his face and stuff like that. <laughs> And then when he's pulled back into reality, he's he's mental, like he's totally crazy. Yeah. Well, because he he dipped in, dipped into that dimension, and he wasn't quite ready for it. Clearly. I 
I got no, no. I know that that's what we're supposed to think, but it didn't seem like it would be so much better if we didn't see what he saw because I saw guys in rubber suits. <laughs> this is true. Terrible rubbers. Yeah, the the alien look was was. Um... I assume like, oh, this is what's on the other side of this wall. Just guys dressed in rubber suits, I guess. In the next room over, this is happening. But no, he goes insane. Yeah. This is when he loses it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the problem was is he took the the he went when it wasn't ready when the vehicle and the project right. wasn't ready he got a little jumpy on it and um, the holy Toledo right is that what the Asian guy yells when he actually goes through the wall I don't know I assume oh. like you said most of this is just improv <laughs> well this is true. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Oh, is this, when does he say, laugh while you can, monkey? <laughs> I don't know. We humans are called monkey people or monkey yeah. things mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. That comes up later. You hear that quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's something that the Italian, German, Lithgowian professor, uh, <laughs> scientist, likes to call people. <laughs> so we get his little past. He's in a mental hospital now. And, um... Bonsai and the band, the uh, the Hong Kong Cavaliers, are jamming out in a club in New Jersey, right? And he now takes the, out like a little pocket trumpet and he plays yeah! it. It's it's a pretty, tiniest it's pretty, little trumpet. Pretty classy. In the middle of his concert, though, he calls out. He just stops and he says, <laughs> "Who? Somebody's upset. Who's upset? Who's somebody's crying? Not having Who a good time. Who is crying at my concert?" He just throws it out there. And cl- she, clearly, Penny Pretty. She's mm. she's crying even harder now because Bonsai cares. Right? She's got a little right. emotional. Bonsai mm-hmm. is really like... Mm-hmm. I like how one of her problems is, I lost my room at the Y. <laughs> <laughs> she's in sad shape. So and she's New Jersey and the YMCA ground us in the reality yeah, that of, is today. Yeah, is... Well, and so does Bonsai with his wisdom. He gives her, him, her, and the whole audience, I guess, this advice. <laughs> no matter where you go, there you are. Did you notice that so after he insightful. says this, it's totally silent, but one guy in the crowd goes, wow. <laughs> Did not hear the wow. <laughs> it's but really- I was wowed. Because in my head, after he said that, I was like, exactly, Bonsai. Then can, I, can I ask you about Bonsai for a second? Yeah. What, you, what questions you got? You were very unimpressed with Peter Weller as RoboCop. Yeah. Were you drawn to him as Buckaroo? A little bit more, yeah. Really? More, okay. Yeah. It I, was his I, supporting cast, as I've mentioned. No, no, that, no. No, no I really... agree. I, I found that he was the worst one in this movie, I think. Um, he was very bland, and there's no emotion there. He was better than RoboCop, though. Oh, <laughs> right. No, I agree that he tried a little more. Well, he but he's not. so uncharismatic. Yeah, well, but as Bonsai. But he's supposed to. Like, I would assume Bonsai should be like James Bond. He should be the most charismatic, the most... Dosecki's interesting man in the world. Like, that's who this guy should be, right? Right, right. He seemed bored by everything he was doing. <laughs> you thought so? Yes. 
I think that's because he's bonsai and he's good at all of it. Like I think he has this. I guess you're right. If confidence. It, if just, if it I comes don't call it boredom. To you, yeah, you I don't can call be it bored by that. No. All right. Oh my god! I just looked, and I don't know why we didn't know this. Um, Jeff Goldblum's name is New Jersey. Oh no, his name is New Jersey. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you didn't know that. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I don't know. Okay. I think in my head I called him Goldblum in the whole. Thing. Yeah. So did I. All so right. Did I. Yeah. Um, but that's. I mean. That's the other Jersey key there. Okay. So, and Penny Pretty, by the way, we should mention is, <laughs> for those that don't know, is played by the great Ellen Borkin, and um, who really, I think that she does a fine, she does a really good job, too. She's getting attacked by spiders. It's They all look like it. they just had fun with it. I'd like to think that they all did. I'd like to think they all just got, like, silly stoned and just played a big bonsai buckaroo improv game. And Again, I was unimpressed with her. I didn't think she did a good job. Really? Yeah. She didn't have anything to do. I mean, her the whole thing was, I'm going to get kidnapped and then have to be rescued. Well, yeah, I, but she was, she was. And then she like, was asleep for most of it. Well, yeah, but then in this, when we first meet her and she's crying like a crazy person You're at right. the bar. And then she, so, okay, so he calls her out for being sad, and then... Uh, oh, he sings her a song. He, well, he sings Since I Don't Have You, and now she really goes nuts. It's so great, because his singing is on par with Jeff Bridges. Yeah, in the last yeah, yeah. But I like it when he starts singing this, and they show his band, and Tommy Perfect goes, this is weird. <laughs> He's too perfect, that's why. <laughs> so here we are, she tries to shoot herself. Um, and does she move the gun or somebody moves the gun? I don't, I think she moves the gun. So she shoots in the air instead. And now they think that she's trying to assassinate Bonsai. I don't know. She doesn't even shoot in the air. Like she literally shoots near him. It almost looks to me like she's trying to shoot him. And that's why I was really confused. But maybe I got that wrong. I thought she was trying to kill herself over sadness. But maybe... But then we find, we do find out that these two have like a deeper connection. Right, right, yes. And we see pictures that he has of him with basically her with, with long hair. And it's, <laughs> and she mentions how she feels like she's not in the right time and she's from another time. Right. And obviously she's got some mental issues. Um, and, uh, it turns out that this is, he, she, and Bonsai, of course, would be the one to know this. She is Bonsai's wife's twin sister. Identical twin sister. But did, I guess neither of them knew they had an identical twin sister, right? a little bit sketchy. Like his wife probably never said, I have. How did he figure this out? Because she looks just like his wife. (laughs) (laughs) But why wasn't it like a vertigo thing where he's like, Wait, you don't just kind of look like this person. You must be this person. He comes to a conclusion. Well, I guess you're a twin sister. He does. Because that's the only way that could be explained. Like you said, Bonsai and the crew just kind of, mostly Bonsai, just kind of spews out knowledge as if it's just. Right. You know, this is fact. This is, we don't have to know where this came from, where this tidbit of, you know, how we got to this. I'm Bonsai and this is what it is. And I think that, like, you don't like his performance, but I thought that his nonchalant delivery made it so all of that stuff was like, oh, all right. I mean, I guess he knows what he's talking about because he said it like, what the... So, um, you kind of go with it. Okay. All right. So, um, the crazy, uh, the crazy Italian 
Emilio Lizardo. That's oh, wow, good. Dr. Oh, Lizardo. Oh, yeah, I thought it was Lizard. All right. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Lizardo um, escapes the... He breaks out and yes. calls John Big Booty. <laughs> oh, my God. The name. Big Booty. John Big Booty. John Raspberries? No, Smallberries. <laughs> It's so great. But you're right. Yeah, he just breaks out. He kills a couple of guys that work at the mental hospital. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and then and now Big Booty and Small Berry. <laughs> they are um they're we don't know this off the bat, right? We're not privy to it right well, away. Yeah, go or ahead. We kind of do. They're not humans. They're not humans. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. They are extra groovy terrestrials. They're not just strange. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess he's contacting them because. He's ready. He's ready to reunite with them and get the um, thruster. thruster. But, but I. And do, he wants to do the experiment his way. Right. No, not but even the, the experiment. No, 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 no. I, I it's about getting to that dimension and and taking over Russia. Right? Is that what it's? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because the only interaction we saw him have with aliens is when they touched his face when he was in a wall, and now he breaks out and calls somebody named John Big Boo because he knows he's an alien. Because. When he went through that wall, he went crazy because he like he became like one of them, and now he's got to follow their lead, the bad ones' lead, because there are aliens that don't want right him to lead them and don't want him to be a part of them. <laughs> and they contact, they send a, what looks like a box of donuts at some point, right, to Bonsai, and it's really yeah. like this like um, Nubian princess that is like there to like kind of. She doesn't look mm-hmm. like an alien, right? She's just an attractive black woman, princess-looking <laughs> woman. And um, <clears throat> she basically lays more information out for Bonsai and for the audience about what the heck is going on in this movie. I hope right now somebody's listening to this that has never seen this movie because <laughs> nothing we're saying makes any sense at all. <laughs> all right. So I guess we should try to follow along then for those listeners that haven't seen it. Right? Uh, no, it's a, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But this is where we finally meet Goldblum, and I was happy to see that he was uh, in this. So good. So he's good. He's dressed as a cowboy. In this- he's got chaps on and a cowboy <laughs> hat and, like, the cowboy shirt with the big, like, kind of collar that flips over, like the triangular with buttons all over yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, and he knows them all. He got a message about the rendezvous, right? Mm-hmm. And he, so he showed up at the New Brunswick police station. That's right, um, yes. I I love it how one of the guys, one of the guys goes, where's your spurs? And he looks at the other <laughs> guy and goes, is he making fun of me? <laughs> and I was like... He probably is, but that's a legitimate question when you see a guy dressed up as a cowboy. You do wonder, though, like you said, like, where does he, his character, because he seems like he's a fan um, of Bonsai and the Hong Kong Cavaliers, but he clearly has a relationship with 
I think he has them. a he, I think he has a relationship to Buckaroo because when he's helping with surgery, he says, "Hey, do you want to join my group or my band or something?" Oh, right, right, right. And he says he says to him, "Can you sing?" Says, and I forget what Goldblum's <laughs> response is. He's like, "I can dance." Yeah, a I think bit, he's, or something like that. Yes. But as we know, Goldblum can sing. So I guess they have a relationship, but this is his introduction to the rest of the band. To the okay, we all we're at the jail because um, Penny was put in jail for trying to kill Bonsai, and he is at the jail to get her out. And even though it's against um, Perfect's wishes and the rest of the Cavaliers, they're like, "What? Why would you? She's crazy. Why are you getting her out?" Um, he does because he knows that he knows her from another life. She's had a past life with him or past identical mm-hmm. twin that was with him. Now we're suddenly at a convention, right? I'm sorry. Did you notice what Tommy Perfect was wearing in the jail? Please do He's tell. wearing He's wearing a jacket and a shirt that have the exact same plaid pattern. <laughs> like... It's like someone just took this material and made a shirt and a jacket and put it on. And only Tommy Perfect can pull it off. His end credit outfit is the best thing I've ever seen in a movie. I think you like Tommy Perfect much better than oh, you like. I do. Can I say Who next is that to actor? It's not James Franco because he's I don't, a kid, but I he looked, looks like James I looked Franco. the guy up. He didn't do much after this. Mm-hmm. Well, just to let you know. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm not disappointed, but you seem to be. I am a little bummed out. Can I I just introduce the next scene? Yeah. Which they are at a press conference for some reason. Yeah. And, and, like, the Secretary of Defense is there. Mm -hmm. And his line is, we're pressed for time because there's a motorcycle convention (laughs) coming in. That's right. (laughs) What? Yes. What is this? Or is this press conference at like a Holiday Inn lounge? <laughs> they have this press conference because they know the 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 pres right. I don't know. They, I don't know why. They because the, of the announcement that there's life in the mountain, right? That they found something in the mountain. Is that why? Right. I guess he's saying that he went to the eighth dimension. Mm. And hit an alien with his car. Oh, right. right? Like, right, I don't right, know. Right. Um, this is where he's wearing the Sally Jesse glasses, okay. by the way. He's trying to look smart for the president. <laughs> Who's got a bad back. Wait, now we're at a concert again, right? Wait, no, where is he? He's no, at the... No, wait. No, sorry. I don't think we get any more concerts. <laughs> I was hoping for one. But, um, no, we're... I kind of was, too. <laughs> um... He gets a call during this from the president. From the president, right? yes. And, yes. But it's not really from the president. He calls a payphone, which should have been a sign right there. But it's a payphone in a basement. And it's like just somebody crank calling yeah. as the president. Well, it's not somebody crank calling. Well, it's right. an alien or some 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 force from the other right. dimension. And they kind of like electrocute him through the phone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a and good part of it. Now this. he's got this electrical like jive, this power, if you will, the shock that because these uh <laughs> these aliens kind of kind of like in scanners, don't they do something like that in scanners too? Shock people? No, but like 
I thought there was a call that was made and then the guy melted on the other end of the phone after the call. Oh, no, right. he was trying to call and destroy the computer uh. There was like an early internet where he was getting <laughs> online and blowing up computers. That's right. That's right. Uh. I did think about scanners when I was watching I this movie. <laughs> oh, this at the convention or at the press conference, there's those two shady guys that we also later find out are... Uh, it's Dan Hedaya is one of them. And yes. the other guy is, um, oh, oh yeah, he was, a what's ghost. his name? I don't remember. He's such a great character. Yeah, actor. he really is. He's the guy that taught Patrick Swayze how to kick things in ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. To, and he's been in other things. He's got Vincent, Vincent Schiavelli, Vincent Schiavelli. I mean, that's impressive. Did I just, did yeah. I just come up with that on yeah, my Yeah, that own? was good. Nice. If that's not his name, it's a great name. So, so yeah, they, they are, they are aliens. P.S. I don't right. mean to give too much away to our audience, but they're shady guys in the audience of this conference. But they are actually evil guys from the eighth dimension, and Bonsai can see them for what they are when Bonsai he comes out. Flips out because he can. When he's done with this payphone call with the electric president, he has this power of being able to spot them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he does. He flips, yeah. flips the fuck out. Yeah. The only time in this movie, I assume he just did a rail of coke and just was like, I'm going to deliver the hell out of this line. And he runs out and says, evil, pure and simple from the eighth dimension and just points these two random dudes because nobody else sees that they're aliens. Right, right. And they are, though. They are. And then now here's where the motorcycle convention comes into play because doesn't he hop on a random Harley? Right. Yeah, because, well, Christopher Lloyd busts out from behind mm. a curtain. Oh, that's right. That's right. And takes a scientist, the Asian man, the Asian yes, scientist Yes, who hostage. is also avail- available. That Asian scientist is supposedly older now, but you could see it's just terrible makeup. And he's always sweating. Um, he was also the scientist that was with uh, Dr. Lazaro, right, mm-hmm. on his uh, first adventures into right, the new yes. dimension. Right, Yes. Um, but so, yes, but they take him. They um, take him, and you're right, Buckaroo pursues in a motorcycle that he steals because they're just wheeling motorcycles out of an 18-wheeler. <laughs> That's what happens at a motorcycle But convention. I loved, when he's running around through these, like, underground tunnels, <laughs> they're too great. Like, he runs past two guys in big chef hats. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then he runs past a maid and a bellhop making out. <laughs> And then he finally sees two guys just walking a motorcycle down the hallway and they all just kind of stare at each other uncomfortably. (laughs) And then he runs outside and jumps on the motorcycle. Just a little, just a little, you know, again, the whole movie is so action packed and not always in that, like there's fighting, that kind of action. It's just like. You never know what you're going to see next. I was the kind of no, movie you, I, you couldn't walk away, like, be like, oh, let me go, f- you know, fill my water, or, you know, whatever, take a pee. You, you, you didn't know what you were going to miss. And right. maybe it didn't affect the next scene at all, but it, you just, it was kind of just fun and random to see what the hell they were going to throw at you. It's funny that you should say that because I think if you were to leave for a good five, ten minutes mm-hmm. and not come back for for that amount of time, you could do it when those two hillbillies are hunting. 
This is a random, yeah. It goes on for so long. Yeah. I kept staring at these guys going, are they famous people? Why are they still on screen? Why is this still happening? Why aren't we in a club playing music or Yeah, why aren't we having another dance scene? Right, another yeah. dance Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they're just like hunting in the night. Maybe because they're Jersey hunters. I don't know. They are hunting in the night. What these hunters uncover, excuse me, <clears throat> is a, a alien craft, right? A piece of the alien mm-hmm. craft. And a Millie Vanilli, like, doesn't the guy that come out of the spacecraft oh. kind of look like a Millie Vanilli? And there's two of them. Yeah. So it could be Millie Vanilli, <laughs> for all we know. <laughs> well, then it would be a 90s movie, I guess, right? Weren't they 90s? Or were they 80s? Oh, they got to be late 80s, right? Oh, you're probably right. They probably saw this movie and they were like, that is the one we're going for. <laughs> Yoga pants before they were a thing, <laughs> and big ass jackets. That is what they wore in those yeah, videos. Yeah, that is. Yeah, and that's what these guys wear in when this they come movie. out of a spaceship. Yeah, or the yeah. Um, oh my god! This gets so once you're right that the 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 hunter parts a little much, but then right. the cops do come because the hunters are like, okay, we should call mm-hmm. the cops, and they do. But then. Um, What's his name shows up in a van. The aliens show up in a van. The eighth dimension right. aliens, like Christopher led by Lloyd Christopher and, Lloyd, and the other guys. right? Yeah, Vincent Sh- Chevalier. <laughs> oh, now you should have just called him Vinny. <laughs> Vinny Vinny S shows up, <laughs> and Dan Hedaya. <laughs> and and they have the Asian guy with them, right? Um, oh yeah, he's locked in like a trunk in their van. <laughs> right, right. Um, now they, uh, they do they kind of fight over them, right? The Millie well, Vanilli guys get away, right? The Millie Vanilli, no one comically falls off and hits his head. And oh, he's just you're dead. right. You're like, right. Instantly, he just tumbles off this thing, hits his head on a rock. All this time dead. travel, and he falls out of his. Could you imagine, like, getting to this new like planet world, and you're about to like embark, and then you're like, oh, ow, oh, the dead. There goes my hole, you know. And then, yeah, you're right. The one Millie Vanilli guy runs away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a big fight over the pod. And I guess Christopher Lloyd kills everybody, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And, oh, and then uh, Buckaroo stumbles upon this and releases um, the scientist. Oh, yes. And before he box. releases the scientist, doesn't he, <laughs> doesn't he lick his hand and give this? <laughs> well, he goes... <laughs> When he fell out of the phone booth, he wrote something on his hand. Oh, right, right. And so he goes to the scientist and he goes, what is this? And holds up his hand. And the scientist goes, that's your hand, buckaroo. <laughs> and you're right. He licks his hand and smushes the formula on his forehead mm-hmm. to transfer it. And then he kicks one of the aliens in the balls. Oh, <laughs> To get away. Like, this is when... Like, there are certain times in this movie where I was, like, really enjoying what I was watching. And then there were other times where I was like, this just seems lazy. Like, he's just hiding behind a tree, the smallest tree, watching these aliens. Turns around, kicks one of the balls. I guess they have the same anatomy as humans. And then just runs away. (laughs) Oh, and then isn't he saved by a helicopter? By a flown <laughs> by a small child. <laughs> yeah, flown by like an eight-year-old boy, right? 
<laughs> his band puts out a distress call oh my God. to a tiny child <laughs> who then runs outside and goes, Dad, Bakur Bonsai's in trouble. And his dad goes, what? Cut to, they're in a helicopter. <laughs> oh, I love this movie so much. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. So this is, um, okay, now we get the delivery, we kind of mentioned this earlier, if anyone is keeping track, or can, there's a delivery to the Bonsai Manor, right? <laughs> By Millie Vanilli. <laughs> By yes, the Millie Vanilli. It's the what looks like a box of donuts, but it's really this this um, this alien woman who doesn't look like it an alien really at all. is a it really is like a pink cake box yeah. tied up with string. <laughs> but she's inside, and she carries a, carries a message, um, right, to tell basically lay some information down on Bonsai and the boys. To view this message, they have to wear bubble wrap <laughs> goggles. <laughs> and really, seriously, oh. people, if you haven't seen it, do you have, you should, did you post a picture of it on our no, social media? I'll, I'll Please find a picture. do. Because it really looks it like they were so like, crazy. like some, like, it was a seventh grade classes, like, project <laughs> to make glasses. Like, make these futuristic glasses out of bubble wrap, and then they're going to use them in this movie. And they did. To listen or see this message from the I eighth dimension. I want to know how long it took to get these shots. Because how could you keep a straight face <laughs> when you looked at someone else with this on and then realized, oh, God, this is what I'm wearing, too, yeah. in this scene. <laughs> and I have to deliver gibberish lines for a good five minutes. Well, is this one then, though, so, well, they don't say anything. They listen, right? Don't they, for the most part? But oh, yeah, they just listen, and, yeah. Then they uncover, and I think it's Goldblum that's sort of the head of this, right? Where they uncover how all the aliens have the same social security numbers. Or, no, it was a bunch of people all at the same time that applied for new social security numbers. And all they're named all John. named John, like we know, John, John Big John, Booty. John Yaya, yeah. John Parrot, John <laughs> Smallberries. <laughs> And, but then they make a great, um, is this when he makes the great like connection then to Orson Welles? Oh, is it a great connection uh, or is it just nonsense? I was into it. I was like, oh my God. It is so great because, so Orson Welles, War of the Worlds. Yes. So that was real. Uh, and then the... Aliens hypnotized Orson Welles into covering it up and saying that it was just a radio show. This is where in my notes I just wrote, this is fucking silly. <laughs> it's so silly that it's awesome. And there are computers in this bonsai mansion or whatever. Like, oh, they yeah. look like discarded... 1950s computers from like old movies yeah, like yeah. all huge with like big reels of tape yeah. and just giant flashy lights <laughs> it's the bonsai manor it's super shady super high tech even oh, i did appreciate that though because it's kind of 
Now you watch a movie from like 2005, mm. and people have flip phones, and you're like, flip yeah, phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the fact that they're like, you know what? Let's not use modern technology at all because that's crazy. <laughs> Let's just go way back and use, use a bunch of shit nobody would use. Let's use bubble wrap glasses and like just big cardboard boxes with light bulbs attached to them, and people will think that. I assume the costume designer just didn't show up that day, and they're like, oh shit. Ted's hung over again. Ah! I can't get him. We have this thing. We, he had these great glasses made. I don't even know where they are. All we have is this bubble wrap. Steve, what can you do with that? We'll give you and your five-year-old son 20 minutes. Well, according to you, the costume designer had his best day when he designed uh, Mr. Perfect's outfit over there. He the was really into that. So, I mean, he could have called it quits after that day of work. Uh, the actor that played Tommy Perfect, if you're listening... Can you tell us if these were your outfits that you brought from home? <laughs> I assume he's listening. Of course he is. One of our biggest fans waiting for this moment. Is Does the alien lady, so she warns them of a, a war that's going to come. It's, it's, it's like, heavy. It's heavy stuff, guys. I, I feel like it's And a we're, we're really just it's going like, over the surface of it all. Yeah, isn't it like you help us or we will attack Russia and mm-hmm. then Russia will think that you attack mm-hmm. them so then mm-hmm. they'll attack. Mm-hmm. So it's really just a threat. Like you need to get this shit under control. Yeah, you need to help us out, Bonsai, because we can make it really bad. Yeah, we'll make it really bad for you. You have to – there's a, one of the John aliens, John Warfin, that needs uh, need, needs to be stopped because they're trying to steal the overthruster, right? Sure. Okay. I think so. It's a thing. It's like a little mechanical thing. The overthruster. It's a very important little piece to the thrusting. Well, of I, knew bonsai. I, I guess I just <laughs> didn't know what it was called because. Uh, well, I think the name overthruster. It's just funny, and they're always like, "Who's got the overthruster? He's got the overthruster." There's another woman there that we don't really know much about. She seems to be their secretary. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, she keeps things in line. She keeps the Cavaliers in line. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Penny has like a, a pity party, basically. She freaks out on Bonsai um, about the twin sister business and what the heck is going on and I don't understand and you want me to just wait for you but I don't know where you're going. It's a very weird. What? Right. Mm-hmm. Is this when they kidnap her? They haven't kidnapped her yet, I don't think. Oh, okay. Oh, and then they, what, I wrote file on fire. <clears throat> well, <laughs> <laughs> This is, okay, so the aliens infiltrate Buckaroo Banzai's base. Right, right. To <laughs> steal this mm-hmm. thruster, mm-hmm. as you called it, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's the name, mm-hmm. from the scientist who has it. The Asian scientist that has so, it. So, yeah, so there's like a big fight. One of his guys gets shot. Mm. I don't know his other men's names. Oh, you're right. He's They all are likable, I thought, but one of the likable... Uh, Cavaliers get sh- not shot. Doesn't he get a bug get, on him? Like a spider on yeah. him. And I think and it he paralyzes dies. him. Well, first it paralyzes him, and he's right. like, "I'm okay, I'm okay. I just can't move my legs." Right. And then when they they have another chase, you know, through through the manor, and when they go back to check on, we'll call him Freddy. I don't know sure. his name either, but mm-hmm. they go back to check on Freddy. They're very worried about him because they're a tight knit, you know, group, mm-hmm. and. 
he's not going to make it. He they pulled a spider off his butt, right? It wasn't Imagine like how Huey Lewis would feel if one of the news died. <laughs> I thought they were all one. I thought Huey Lewis and the news. It was just him, and he was bringing the news. Never mind. What are you talking about? <laughs> I thought the news was his band. Wait, is that wrong? I could have swore their name was the news. Hey guys, listen. I'm in charge. I'm Huey Lewis, and I'm bringing the news. You're not the news. You're just part of me and what I have to say. <laughs> At least how the one guy was always like playing a saxophone. He just had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Are you talking about Huey Lewis or Buckley yep, Bonds? Huey and Lewis. Who <laughs> would just turn this into a Huey Lewis podcast for a little bit? All right, yeah. So his his brave friend dies in battle, mm-hmm. and Penny ends up being kidnapped because she, the scientist, gave her the overthrusters in her purse. Overthrusters, right? <laughs> and she is kidnapped by Christopher Lloyd, who also, I don't think I said Christopher Lloyd doing a great job in this movie. Yeah, agreed. Just agreed. really, again, he and Lithgow are trying to out insanity each other i guess when they're on screen together it's pretty fun it's pretty it's just like oh you're gonna scream your lines i'm gonna scream my lines and kick a bunch of shit i'm gonna have a little twitch that i'm gonna do too at the end it's gonna be great look out one of the best scenes is when john lithgow yells at um christopher lloyd as an Mm -hmm. alien and then turns around and christopher lloyd just flips him off (laughs) the alien it's pretty Uh, good this is when we also meet the um the president uh, president President? in in the weird back contraption thing because he's in like this (laughs) i don't understand was it that they could not recreate the oval office and they're like well why would he not be receiving calls in the oval office let's just make him hurt he's in a hospital (laughs) But in this weird, like, he was in, like, a... What would you even call that? It's like a halo, like a bat Because he was all... Okay. What Going is it? by one of your favorite movies, it's almost like what Leah Thompson gets in oh, in Space yeah. Camp to flip her around. But it's yeah. straight up and down. He's strapped to a bed, but he's facing the ground. <laughs> and Yakov Smirnov <laughs> wheels a little TV over to him. And that is how he's able to talk mm-hmm. to Buckaroo. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that on this telecast with the president, the guy with dreads is just doing this like <laughs> with his hands the whole time? <laughs> he's doing weird things during the entire... Is he trying to do sign language? No. The audience can't see this, but yeah, that's kind of... He's making triangles and <laughs> Maybe he's diamonds. communicating with the eighth dimension and we don't know. Through hand gestures. It's a very deep movie, and I think that's why it's one of... Because you have to keep watching it. Like, I feel like there's a whole other layer I missed. A very big layer that I've missed. And I have to dig into that, and then I'll have to watch it again and dig into that. And by far, we we should not consider ourselves done, even when we're done with the Buckeye Bonds room. Well, you can't even <laughs> say the name right! <laughs> I do keep... Buckeye Bonzaroo. 
(laughs) What do they do? They throw her in a puddle for torture. They tickle her. Don't they tickle her a little bit? (laughs) They do that at one point. They do put a little scary bug on her. Yeah, that's later. But when they're talking to Buckaroo Bonsai about this, in the background, she has a ball gag in her mouth, and her shirt's, like, all tore up. But Christopher Lloyd is (laughs) pouring honey on her. Like... (laughs) But that doesn't do any like he just has one of his little honey bears uh-huh, uh-huh. and he's just squeezing it on her and later on Lithgow goes, Take her away and try more honey. <laughs> I I don't understand what's going on in this movie at all. There is something whose line is it? It's at the president's meeting and I think it's the president that says I'm scared, I'm barely holding my fudge. my fudge. I did not catch that. <laughs> That's so great. Oh my god, this is so great. <laughs> oh man, I wanna I wanna see that now so bad. <laughs> The president has tried to call the Kremlin. There's no answer at the Kremlin. So there's going to be a declaration of war in short form paperwork that they fill out, right? Yes. Sometimes this movie almost goes into naked gun territory of so over the top, but never quite that winking at the audience, I guess. Well, I don't know, because now we have Liskow's rising speech to the aliens, right? Oh, And doesn't he, um, so he's got this little army of aliens that he's collected, and he's rallying them with his Italian accent. And what is it when he cheers them, and he's like, when are we going to do it? And he's like, real soon! (laughs) There's no real date, it's just real soon. Um, I do like how there's signs posted everywhere that says, the future begins tomorrow. (laughs) I love that. It's such a great slogan for lazy people. (laughs) Oh, but can we say that as bad as the bubble wrap face masks were, Mm -hmm. I love when Buckaroo Banzai has suddenly, for no reason, developed a device that will allow his men to see the alien's for what they are, and oh, it's like right. a catcher, like a baseball catcher's chest <laughs> plate, and then a tube attached to it with a little snorkel mouthpiece that you put in. <laughs> Again, I'm assuming found in the same place that they found the bubble the, wrap. The, exactly, and they were like, this will work. Yeah. Let's help you see aliens. It's like a kid was playing pretend, and they were like, this is what I found in the treasure box, and I see aliens with these things. Well, it's like the Rowdy Roddy Piper movie, They Live, where he puts on special sunglasses Mm, and he can mm -hmm. see aliens. But this is worse somehow because it has nothing to do with their damn eyes. (laughs) No, it's a mind over matter thing, man. You just don't get the dimension. Nope, I did not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, but the president God. is also convinced that everything Buckaroo Banzai said is real because he then mm. has the bubble wrap mask and watches the woman in dreads because That's their right. secretary right. showed up <clears throat> and showed them all this stuff. Now we're we're all 
everyone's aware that that some heavy potential war could happen, right? But it doesn't ever feel like it's like a a war. It just feels no. <laughs> I don't know, but it doesn't but that's essentially what is going to happen. Um and um Bonsai is shocked by Lith- by Lithgow, right? Well, he's kidnapped. They- it, I guess near the end of Lithgow's speech, right? Buckaroo busts through in his car and is immediately kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And then he's hooked up and, and tortured by electroshock. Big booty, activate your probes. <laughs> <laughs> it is also great because for as lazy as I've said Peter Weller is in this movie, at one point he gets shocked a lot. And then as he's done getting shocked, he looks up and his eyes are crossed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. But um, his men come in to save him. And they're walking past, like, all these aliens and stuff. Mm-hmm. And did you see the, the part where the, there's, like, a spinning toy? It almost looks yes, like a baby yes. toy. That's what the – well, I wrote down Franco, but it's not Franco. With Perfect it's Tommy sees, Perfect, yes. Tommy Perfect he sees that loves weird – yes. He loves it. Mm-hmm. He's, like, entranced by this thing. And then an alien jumps on him and, like, bites a huge chunk of his hair Yeah, out. yeah. It's so weird. But then they end up just like kind of shooting the aliens. They just it turns into shootout. it turns like into an action movie at this mm-hmm, point mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. stretches. Um, Bonsai and Goldblum or Jersey meet up. Right, they shoot some aliens together. Mm-hmm. The president confronts Big Booty. Right. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? The president finds. Um, no, that's not the president. That's the. Um, Secretary of Defense. Defense. Or we we kind of find out he's a traitor, or are we supposed to know he's a, a traitor? traitor? Yeah, yeah. But it is great when he runs in and he's like, "Oh, you two are in trouble. <laughs> What's your name? Oh, John Big Booty. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. What about your name? Ooh, John Raspberries, Smallberries. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, Buck Penny. We forgot about Penny." Who is being tortured with now spiders and bugs and? But she seems asleep. She's like knocked yeah, out. Yeah, she's done. She's donezies. Buckaroo saves her, but right at first we don't know that she's saved. Yeah, Goldblum stays to kind of take care of her. Right, right, right. Um, and he winks over at at Bonsai like I got it. I'll take care of her. Not a problem. Right. I'm your dude. Um, while Bonsai has to then fight the aliens some more. Right. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he fights the aliens. And then he and... gets on the ship. Spacecraft? Well, yeah, he sneaks into the ship, but like in an escape pod? Mm-hmm, almost? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because Lithgow, first of all, he shoots Christopher Lloyd for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because he's and... crazy. And then he's the pilot of the ship, right? Yeah. An alien ship. Uh-huh. uh-huh. How is he the pilot of the <laughs> ship? How did the aliens... Yeah, this guy. This guy. He's never flown this. They're the one he's been waiting for. They're the Earth... The human. The Earth. We saw him when he crashed through a wall once. Yeah. Let's let him fly this thing. And we know he's ready. He's crazy enough to take on this this insane endeavor. And had Banzai not gotten in the way, he would have gotten away with it. (laughs) Scooby-Doo style. (laughs) Yeah, so um, he ejects the escape pod. He basically blasts 
um, Buckaroo and one of the Millie Vanilli guys mm-hmm. is still there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Out, and they find like a laser beam shooter. Laser beam shooter. It's like a gun that shoots laser beams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. And they blow up the alien ship. Yeah. Yeah. Buckaroo Bonsai ejects with a gigantic parachute. Wherever the fuck that came from. Yeah, all of a sudden he's in the parachute. Yeah, and it's like, poof. Yep, yep. (laughs) The Millie Vanilli flies away. Safety, yep. When Bonsai returns, then he sends a message to the president, right? Uh huh. Mm -hmm. That everything is okay. Not to destroy Russia, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And then there's the funny little line about, wait, which message do I send? Did you right. want them to destroy Russia? Something kitschy like that, cute. And, um, oh, yeah, then yeah, even he Because goes, his tour bus, we haven't talked about this tour bus, but mm-hmm. his tour bus is enormous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a whole command center. Mm-hmm. He's able to, like, he has, like, a dojo in the back. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there is at one point we didn't talk about that when he comes out and he's in his, like, little sort of samurai outfit because he's very he's a man of many just interests talents well the only time that bonsai makes any sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) buckaroo does or buckeye i guess it doesn't make sense he's from ohio in my head um yeah and then he uh we penny we think is is a is done because goldblum's like i did everything i could to save her and she's just he kisses her, right? Essentially, and wakes her up, and right. they're passioned and and back together. And then there's like this weird, like sort of jets and sharks, except Uh-oh. they're all the jets dance that they all do. Not dance, mm-hmm. but where they all get together in that town square area, and they dance. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> sequence at the end. Great end title sequence where they all converge inside a. What do you call that thing? Like, like a, an overpass? An underpass? No, like a, a ravine. Like on Terminator 2, he was in one a lot on a motorcycle. Mm. Um, like a water... Way? I, I, I thought these were things in California. I thought you would know I wouldn't have are. to know what they are, though. They probably right. were there, but they are. And don't but... they race? Isn't it in Greece? Don't they race on one in Greece? Yeah, you're right. I don't know what they're called, though. Yeah. Uh, right now, I can't think of what they're called. But that's how it ends, with yeah. the entire cast converging. Just all walking, all, like, wind Goldblum, and... Goldblum, head-to-toe cowboy. Yeah. So. yeah. Tommy it's Perfect. delicious. A giant white jacket. It's it's only shoulder pads. The whole thing is just shoulder pads, and he does not have a shirt uh-huh. on. Uh huh. Bonsai's got some stellar shades. Yep. One guy they cut in. Somebody is wearing flip flops with black socks on. <laughs> That's how this movie ends. How did you not enjoy this? I okay. First of all, you're assuming that I did not enjoy oh, it. Oh, okay, okay. And you're right, I did not enjoy it. <laughs> I, but the problem is, is that I wanted to. Like, you, you think you put too much pressure on yourself to like it? I don't it? know. Our audience recommended this to us. Yeah. I, I felt like I should like it. Mm-hmm. I, like I told you, I tried to watch it twice. I could not get through it twice. You couldn't get through it again. I got about 10, 15 minutes into and you the were over time. It. And I was like, I'm so done with this. Like, I don't know what they were trying to do. Because I feel like it's bad, mm-hmm. but intentionally bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but I feel like this is a movie where if there was not money behind it, mm-hmm. if it did not have stars, this thing would just be laughed off as just garbage nonsense. But were they really big stars when it was made? How popular were all I these thought, actors? I don't know. Peter Weller was something. Right? Just because you like RoboCop doesn't mean that Peter Weller was something. <laughs> You're right. Maybe it wasn't. I, I don't know. I, I just felt like it felt really lazy at times mm. and disjointed. It, I understand that it didn't make sense and it's not supposed to make sense. But right. I enjoy movies that don't make sense. But this was Fair just enough. frustrating at times. Okay. I don't recommend it. I, mm. I don't think I could watch it again. Mm. And that... That upsets me because I like cult movies. Like when I heard this is a cult movie, and I've heard of this movie so many times, uh-huh. and I've had so many people tell me you should watch this. This is the kind of movie you would like. Oh, so it did have sort of an extra pressure of like this is going to be like this is what this is, and so going in, I could see that why yeah. you would feel because in our review of it, I mean, it did sound like, <clears throat> and we just reviewed talked about it. Um, you did pick up on it. You did seem to have fun watching it. Not, there, I mean, there were fun parts to that, sure. But overall, it was just like a disappointing big for you. Like, it was oh, very disappointing. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was better than because I went in not really knowing. <clears throat> I honest, I had never heard of this movie. I had never really. Yes, wow. yes, and so. I watched um, like a, a little trailer for it online, and I was like, "What the hell <laughs> are we getting ourselves into?" And I didn't. I don't even think the trailer. Well, maybe the trailer did have um, Goldblum in it. I, I saw. I knew that Goldblum was in it, and I was like, "All right, I guess mm-hmm. I can make it through it if if he's entertaining enough." And then we had sort of texted about it a little bit, and you were like, "Yeah, Goldblum is what's keeping it alive." <clears throat> but then. When I watched it, I think it was just this, all of the randomness of it. I didn't take it very seriously. And I liked it. Like, honestly, my recommendation is to watch it again because I feel like maybe I would understand it or see it for a different way. Like, right. I couldn't, I maybe too, I couldn't watch it again, you know, maybe not right away. No, I think I would. I just. Yeah. No, it, that's fine. It was fun. It was funny. It was fun. I don't know that I would have liked it in the 80s. As a kid, I think I would have been really confused by it. I was still confused by it. It's but- so funny you would say that because I literally wrote down, I probably would have loved this when I was like really? 12, 13 years old. I would have thought this was the greatest thing. I think as a 12-year-old, I would have been like, what? I mean, I was watching oh. The Last Unicorn and, and going <laughs> to see The Little Mermaid. Like, I didn't... I would have been like, what is this? And I wasn't into Goldblum as much. So now I do think I'm... this is a movie that could probably be remade. I really do. I do, like, too. If I there was too. a more charismatic, like, I think he might be a little too old. But, boy, if George Clooney was Buckaroo Banzai, oh, like, yeah. he could really, he could be really funny yeah. about that and just have a lot of fun with it. I, I think it was Peter Weller. That's like, what ruined it for you? It might be. Robocop, Buckaroo Bonsai. I'm starting to wonder why Peter Weller was ever in movies. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. So. Well, what do you recommend then? If you don't recommend this. I would recommend because the director of this movie is Mm -hmm. somebody called W.D. Richter. Richter. As in. As in. 
<laughs> Richter. He only directed one movie after this. <laughs> So he didn't have a long career, gotcha. but he did. He he was a really good screenwriter. He wrote a lot of really good oh. movies. Yeah, and one of the good movies that he wrote, also starring Jeff Goldblum, oh. was the nineteen seventy eight updated version, I guess, of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which is a really oh, good movie. It's okay. a very good movie, and it's so like. The effects are great, and the characters are wonderful, and it's so well-written, which makes me wonder, like, I know he directed this and didn't necessarily write it, but he could recognize a, a really silly script. He probably could have <laughs> fixed this movie. But it's a good movie. It's an update on the mid-50s gotcha. uh, film, and uh, it's very good. So okay. I, that's that's my recommendation. Well, that was fun. And uh-huh. that was a fun anniversary film. Yes! For as much as maybe I would not recommend it, I did enjoy the experience. You would and watch it I for your it. anniversary. You would watch it for your anniversary. Uh, I already did. I don't have to watch it again. Oh, right. <laughs> so, this podcast really is revealing a lot about us. Like, how much <laughs> I... Loved a movie like um, Desperately Seeking Susan and, and Smoky Mountain Christmas. And you love Space Camp <laughs> and Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, my God. But anyway, I'm sure that next week, no, two weeks from now, uh-huh. is a movie that both of us will probably agree on is amazing. I don't know why I'm saying that. One thing we haven't done a whole lot of in this podcast is do 80s teen movies. Mm, mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. 16 Candleses. Mm-hmm. Your, <laughs> your Just One of the Guyses. Oh, good one. You know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. We are going to do the 1983 movie mm-hmm. Valley Girl. Yo! Where a girl from the valley yeah. meets a punk. Nicolas Cage from Ooh, the city. I do like a Nick Cage. Oh, who doesn't? I, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm looking forward to this. I've never seen it. And uh, that's all. That's all I got to say. All right. All right. So, all right. Anything else from you? I, I, I've never seen it either. I don't know. I, I was going to do my um, Nick Cage imitation. Oh, go ahead. I could go save ahead. it for when we actually do Valley Girls. You don't want to give us a preview because. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait two weeks. I have his one. Johnny has his. Well, I messed it up already. <laughs> <laughs> what was that even from? Just just let me edit that out. Let me do You're it. just saying words. <laughs> I had his wife. Johnny had his wife. Let me just do it next week. Wait, was that from a movie or were you just yelling things? No, I'll do my official one for you next week. I can't. Oh my God, that's so great. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. All right. So, everyone, that will be. (laughs) Oh, I hope that was from Face Off. I don't even. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
All right. So, everyone, two weeks from now, we'll talk about Valley Girl, <laughs> and Jamie will do an impression of Nicholas Cage. No pressure, though. I'll be practicing over the next two weeks. <laughs> All right. We'll see everybody then. Bye. <laughs> Good night.